This is your emergency broadcast system. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. This is business as you've never heard it before. Today's episode is sponsored by ACS CFO Solutions, where they help your business acquire capital, improve profits, and run more financially efficient. Schedule your free assessment at acscfosolutions.com. Now, buckle up. It's showtime. that time where the shiny meets sublimey. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of your favorite business podcast and the show that gets five stars on iTunes. Hashtag biz with beard and bald. It's quite pungent. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at anchor.fm biz with beard and bald or one of these other platforms. Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, TuneIn, and Apple Podcasts. Okay, it's official. I've entered the twilight zone. I am, once again, your host and bearded fearless leader from Atlanta, Georgia, the beard, Mr. Kirby Smith. You look like a man-o'-lantern. And joining me from the great state of Texas and the city of Houston, did I say that right, is my partner and co-host, the manatee of the hour, the bald, Mr. Scott Schaefer. Say hello to my little friend! Hey, where'd my partner's voice go? Are you trying to poke fun of my waiting again, Beardo? That is flipping hilarious coming from a guy who looks like he just ate Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't know, my bald brother. Every time I see you, you get a little bigger. You're like the curious case of Benjamin Glutton. Laugh it up, slob zombie. <laughs> Seriously, bro, just do us a favor and clean yourself up a little bit. I mean, trim maybe. Most of us call that shaving, but our listeners are getting very confused. They don't know if they turned into a podcast or if they're staring at a raccoon's ass on the Nature Channel. He looks like a weirdy. <laughs> well, before we get into another pissing match, let me introduce our guest. Uh, he hails from the great state of Montana. And this is awesome. This is the first time we have anybody from Montana in that part of the area. Uh, this, entre- this entrepreneur met his uh, partner and wife in the National Guard where they have been shaking things up since. They have experienced the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. Actually, after experiencing a major setback and a life-changing bankruptcy with a previous company they owned, they now own the largest edible insect farming operation in the USA. Did I just say edible insect? Excuse me? You're damn right I did. They have been a sponsor and proud supporter of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald, but now they are a guest. From the company and the industry that's taking the world by swarm, see what I did there? I threw up in my mouth a little bit. James yeah, Rowland. We're, we're all amazed. <laughs> Cowboy Cricket Farms, welcome to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Well, thank you for having me on. I can tell uh, you've done a little research, but not enough, man. No. Uh, crickets don't fucking swarm. They don't swarm. <laughs> no. Everyone's going to think that we're going to kill all their crops now. We just exactly. want to kill all the cows. Oh, okay. Well, you know, bugs, bugs swarm. Locust swarm, Locust but just swarm. like them, we're coming upon agriculture like a plague, and we're going to take this place over, man. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. James, welcome to the show. I'm excited to uh, talk and hear about your entrepreneurial journey. That's for sure, bro. Um, I am concerned that a guy like Beardo, as you just point out, may have difficulty with your product, you know, obviously starting with understanding it. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole wings and legs from crickets hanging from his beard, you know. Um, but hey, do you guys provide beard bibs? I mean, I know a friend that could probably, and not, and I'm not talking about Sasquatch, but another friend looking, uh, <laughs> you know, that look like Sasquatch, you know, may enjoy your product. 
Well, uh, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a beard bib, but I'm sure that's a cute addition to uh, to certain people's face. And you know, I think part of the part of the fun really is getting the the wings stuck in your teeth or or your beard. And I don't right. see why we couldn't do that. Right, I, I, I agree it. with you. It is fun. You know, always have an extra snack later on. You're sitting there an hour later and go, wow, <laughs> look, look what I found. Yeah, it's like a keep me posted and get it done before Christmas. I got a guy I want to send it to. <laughs> but hey, seriously, James, you and your wife have a great story, and and it's not just an interesting business. Um, you met in the National Guard, as Beard mentioned. And by the way, thank you for your service. My probable future son-in-law is an Air Force uh, National Guardsman now, so I'm a little familiar with that whole lifestyle. And my brother-in-law is a full-time career with the army national guard so but it was also meant so thank you is the most important thing i wanted to get out there um it was also mentioned that this is your second business venture together if i'm not correct and when you guys met this was entrepreneurial attraction if you will always there was it always there or is it something that grew over time you know you're correct this is our our second business we've had we've had a couple little ideas uh along with that the first one was a family fun center, and unfortunately, it didn't work out super great. Uh, first two years were great, and then when Detroit went bankrupt, so did we. We lost all our customers. Um, you know, we, we lost two houses, we lost the property, the business, we, we just lost everything. But uh, Kathy and I have been going through this whole journey together. She's my absolute best friend in the world, and you know, having her there really is what makes all of this tick. Uh, so yeah, an entrepreneurial attraction. Absolutely. We, we, uh, we can't really hold down day jobs. It's not, not in the cards for us. So if we don't make our own path then we'll probably just end up homeless under a bridge and I don't want to do that yet. No. <laughs> well, jumping into entrepreneurship and no pun intended is very difficult and lonely. And you kind of just made mention of it. You've done it twice. And actually you've done it three times now, right? If I got that right, maybe I was mistaken. I thought you did it twice, but it looks sounds like you did it three. This is your third venture, correct? Yeah, we we've had several businesses, two two main ones, this and the Family Fund Center. Okay, well, so you experienced the bankruptcy with the first, but now you have a very thriving business. So tell us about the heartache and the first failure, the failures, and the decision to make a go at it again, where mostly everyone else would have quit and just given up. What keeps you uh, going? You know, I, I think what really keeps us going is number one, I want to make sure that we keep our, our kids fed. Uh, we've gone through struggles of, of a lot of hardship. When we lost that family fun center, I didn't have a job. Kathy didn't have a job. That was our job, you know. And uh, we moved back to Southern California. I tried getting a regular job. It, it just didn't work out. If it wasn't for friends and family, we would have been homeless uh, and the, the only reason why we were able to eat most days is because friends and family gave us food while we were going through this really, really tough time. Um, it, it was it was a horrible experience, and food insecurity is something that no one should have to go through. And that's really what made us want to get into this. It took us a while to figure that out, but that's why we're here. We are trying to solve food insecurity in the little way that we can by finding a more nutritious, a more sustainable form of protein and iron for the world wow that, that's that's just amazing i mean well J jiminy we had the best-selling author um and ceo jim mcconaughey on our show not too very long ago and he wrote a book the wisdom of failure so i mean both you and beardo have used that word um 
unlike the trendy failure that is my partner's face, can you share with <laughs> us any wisdom you have learned from your previous <laughs> ventures that you carry with you every day in this new venture? Lessons learned, um, motivation, passion, et cetera? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to include one other you know venture, if you will, and that's going to be our military service. And the reason I say that is the military sets you up to be an entrepreneur. You have to be a self-starter and you learn to embrace failure. From day one, they set you up with tasks that you will fail, that will not be accomplished. And you have to become comfortable knowing that you failed and maybe people die because of that. And if you can become comfortable with that concept, then you can do just fine in entrepreneurship because every single day I fail with something new. And that's okay because that's just how we learn. And it's been an amazing experience to have so many failures along the way and and learn something new from it and just do so much better the next time. Because the people that are scared to even try, they don't have the opportunity to fail. And, and therefore, they don't have the opportunity to succeed. And that's just boring to me. Setbacks are a means for comebacks, right? Yes, sir. Well, that's really interesting because I've never really heard, no one's ever really said that to us before. We're, we're relatively new, but I've never really talked to anybody about that, how the military can set you up for entrepreneurship. And once you just explain that, that's just, that just kind of blew me away because you're absolutely right. I think it's funny because I had a friend uh, was on Facebook that made a comment the other day and she, I'm not going to mention the name of the leadership uh, academy, but it's one that's been around for a long time. Um, to me, it's kind of outdated. But they bring you in there. It sounds like they suck money out of you. And then they say, well, you can be a leader too, but you have to go get a degree before you're allowed to teach the class of <laughs> entrepreneurship. And I'm just listening to the, her say this, and I'm like, that is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. You have to have a college degree to learn entrepreneurship. And I think so many people, like the Gary V's and everyone else, would sit there and go, what? What a scam. But the military... Man, I could see that. And that is just a great, great lead in. So the people. Well, there's a reason we haven't talked to military much, Beardo, because, you know, while people (laughs) that should be honored more than they are, like Jiminy here, um, did you catch that, Jiminy? Um, (laughs) You know, are protecting your ugly ass face and giving giving me the freedom to shave my head. Um, (laughs) You can't handle the truth. (laughs) That freedom should be taken away from you. Uh. Uh, we'll, we'll get into your actual business, but before we do that, I want to know what is the most important part of your entrepreneurial journey and what keeps you going? Uh, it, it's just making sure that, you know, every single day we can, we can keep, keep food on the table and, uh, really just that thought of failure. You know, while I like the little failures, big epic failure isn't good. And we've got a lot riding on this. So it gives a lot of, uh, motivation to just come in every day and, and keep moving forward and work those crazy hours and take all these trips that can be fun, but are a huge amount of work as well. Right. Um, and really try to you know make a difference and make a new industry, which at the end of the day is what we're doing. There's, a lot of this is unprecedented. We can't go back. We can't go to school and get a degree on this because no one fucking teaches it. Right. It's, it's us. We're creating it. You're blazing the path, but, uh, Hey, uh, James, I know a lot of people are going to listen to this this episode, um, and a lot of them are going to listen for the reason to know what the hell is Cowboy Cricket Farms. Like, that name is so awesome. And how did you get into this Bozeman, Montana thing? <laughs> well, you know, we, we get a lot of people who, like, maybe see our, our car or, or, you know, T-shirts I'm constantly wearing. I'm basically just a walking billboard at this point. And 
uh, you know, they ask, what is Cowboy Cricket Farms? Which I always think is a little funny because it is a, a very self-explanatory name. Um, we farm crickets and we're in Montana. So, you know, it doesn't get much more cowboy than that. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but Texas isn't as cowboy as Montana is. <laughs> I actually agree with you wholeheartedly, brother. <laughs> so we, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought there for a second. I saw something shiny and it stole my, stole my brain. <laughs> it, it was just my head that my facial profile just popped up on your video. It's this shining glare off my freshly shaved head. I was, I was trying not to, uh, not to blame you, but you yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That beautiful bald head. I so, blame him for everything. We, we got up to Bozeman, Montana, because I couldn't find job, a job in California. Uh, and we got jobs sight unseen in Great Falls. Came up here, decided, you know what? I want to go back into the military. Kathy and I met while we were in the Coast Guard. And now I'm in the Army National Guard. Okay. Uh, so went back into that. And um, then Kathy wanted to get into nutrition. And the only nutrition school in Montana is in Bozeman. So that's where we ended up. And this is our forever home. We love it. It's the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. That's awesome. That's great. So you kind of touched bait on this a little bit earlier. So why should people consider eating insect and crickets? There's really three reasons. Uh, first off, all the cool kids are doing it. 80% <laughs> of the world already eats insects. We're the weird ones out there that think this is a taboo, right? Western culture has taught you from a very young age that, hey, bugs are gross, disgusting, maybe even dangerous. And for the large part, none of that is true. Uh, so, you know, since everyone else is eating bugs, like, why not be open to it? Right. And, and they're not, if you go to Thailand, if you go to Vietnam, they're not doing this because they have to. They're doing it because they can. It's, it's just another food source for them. So we're just saying do that same thing, but also think about the health and environmental impact. Compared to cows, be, you know, pound for pound, again, we're in Montana. We, we literally have 3 million head of cattle and 1 million people. So, you know, th this is cow country. Wow. And uh, so pound for pound compared to beef, we use 2,060 times less water, 14 times less feed. We produce 80 times less methane, do all that using less than 1% of the comparable landmass. That's produced twice as much protein per pound, twice as much iron, and 43 times as much omega-3, which means we can now reduce incidence of anemia, we can increase heart and brain health, and we can feed more people with less land, which yeah. I think is a pretty awesome thing. That is awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Fantastic. You guys going to say it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Tell him what is one, Bob. Uh, well, I don't mean to interrupt, but we have to come to that point of the show where we have to take a break to listen to some generous sponsors. So when we come back, we will discuss more about Cowboy Cricket Farms' business, how they sell, distribute, and brand. And so while we are away, I'm going to enjoy myself some smoky jumpers from Cowboy Cricket Farms. Um, and you can get that at cowboycrickets.com. Our guests can go take a break as well. And my little balding friend can call his barber and they can decide if he wants to go with the Elmer Fudd or Mr. Clean look this week. Hey, you know, let me tell you something. No one walks into a beauty parlor and says, give me the Larry Fine. Cyanide, please. <laughs> and to take us into break is one of our guests' favorite bands. Here is Sublime. How's it going, dude? Hey, man, what's up? 
We have with us today James Rowland from Cowboy Cricket Farms. Also returning to the second half of the show is my co-host, the man we all remember as Mini-Me from the Austin Powers movies, the bald Mr. Scott Schaefer. Uh, the tiny one can't take a hint. Uh, he doesn't understand. He's small. It is always so pleasurable to get such a great introduction from a guy who's as funny as never. But seriously, <laughs> I know you've tried the product over the break, so what is the verdict, man? Well, my friend, everyone knows you're very conservative, and I mean, you know, I mean, you're pro-life, pro-gun, and pro-pecia. I was bald. I, too, am conservative. However, as of now, I am pro-cricket. I am telling everyone to go out to CowboyCrickets.com and get yourself a bag of smoky jumpers. These things are actually really, really good. What's it hitting your lips? It's so good. So does that mean I can now take back the weed whacker I got for your face for Father's Day and I can just order a case of smoky jumpers instead? Yes, please do. <laughs> but throw in some of the wasabi-flavored ones in there for me as well. That's one I want to try. All right, done. <laughs> but before we get into business um, and talk about Cowboy Cricket's business model, um, why don't you tell us why people choose Cowboy Cricket Farms products over others, Mr. Jiminy? You know, there's a few reasons. Uh, just within the edible insect space alone, we really try to differentiate ourselves. We're extremely transparent. You can go on to our YouTube channel and see how the crickets are grown. You can see how we make all the food. Uh, so there's really no secret as to what it is that you're eating. Uh, and then on top of that, we are blessed to have an amazing graphic designer who has made awesome packaging for us that really gets out there and communicates what we're all about. Uh, you know, and if you look at some of the more traditional protein sources, uh, we're just better in every way. It's easier to consume, it's easier on the environment, uh, and it's tasty and fun. You kind of touched on this in this, uh, this last answer, but we've had international branding genius David Breyer on the show recently, and he shared with us some uh, branding secrets. And one of the things he mentioned is the business is that businesses fail by not understanding the competition uh, when differentiating yourself but also not understand the alternative to your product or service as well. When you got into this business, tell us about the strategy you put forth in branding this different product and the competition analysis you went through. So the first thing that we came up with was, and I usually think this is a backwards way of doing it, but the first thing we came up with was actually the logo. Uh, and then we came up with the name and, you know, we already knew we wanted to do crickets, but we were pulling out target one day and we see, uh, this sticker of a cowboy on a bucking bronco, which is basically the, the symbol for Wyoming, and which is one state over. And so we decided we were just going to steal that and throw them on a cricket. And uh, it's worked out pretty well. Wyoming even seems to like the idea. Uh, so by, by making something that seems uh, a little bit funny but isn't cartoonish, I think has really set us apart. Everyone else in our industry is either going sterile to where you have no idea what they are. They might as well be IBM mm -hmm. or they're going so cartoony. You can't take them serious. 
So we've decided to go right in the middle, find something relatable, find something that people understand, which is cowboys, and then just, you know, throw a cricket in there. Yeah. Well, so you bring up branding. What what would you say is the the biggest quote unquote splash market when it comes to age, sex, geography, industry, etc.? Uh, mostly, it's the coasts and uh, both men and women. Uh, we have two distinct age groups, about uh, 16 to 20, and then uh, 45 to 90. It, it's so that, that group in the middle, though, not so about it. Okay. Hmm. So you, we need to make some noise in, in that, that area. But, you know, I can't help but, I mean, this comes to mind. You know, I, I work in, you know, human performance, uh, athletic training, and other in another venture that I'm very passionate about, and I could I could really see as I'm I'm listening to you um, that this could be a great product for my my athletes, you know, students, adults in that middle market that you're you're referring to. Is this athletic or athlete market a, a place you um, endorse the product for? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, most of our customers are athletes or adventurers, hikers, hunters, they're, they're straining their body for something. And we even sponsor a couple athletes. One in particular is Mike Ergo. Uh, he, his day job is working for the VA, but his real passion is representing the fallen Marines that he deployed with. And so he does these uh, Ironmans and, and triathlons, which are just unimaginably difficult events. He does several a year each time honoring one of these Gold Star families and one of these fallen Marines. That's and amazing. proud to help support him and fuel him in all of these races. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Scott mentioned, for those of you who don't know, Scott is correct. He does have an athletic training facility in Cypress, Texas, uh, where you can sign up for personalized training. Again, you can, but you won't. What the hell, bro? Um, but I digress. <laughs> James and Cyanide, <laughs> please. How did you know this business was right? Was the right path for you both? And if you could change anything besides being on the show, what is the one thing you would change retrospectively today? Well, probably being on this show, but you already addressed that, so <laughs> uh, it's too late. But the uh, we, we knew it was the right path because, it, from a business perspective, we knew it was the right path. When we went to our first event and we thought we were just going to be selling whole crickets, but we brought these cookies, our, our chocolate chirp cookies, in order to uh, uh, give us like a little prize, right? right? And they were on this table and they're supposed to wait until the end. And when it went time to get auctioned off to help support the event, they had all been stolen. And we thought, <laughs> well, hell, if people steal the product, maybe they'll buy it. Right. And uh, turns out they will. So, you know, that's now our best selling item. And that's really one of the ways we knew we were onto something is when people started asking us to sell products that we were just making for fun. Uh, there was a lot of interest. And if we were to change anything, I mean, I don't know. There's, we've learned from every mistake that we've made. So I don't know if it's really fair to say that we would change a lot. Um, I wish I would have started with all the knowledge I have today two and right. a half years, that would have helped. Well, the one thing, I mean, you, you pointed out, and, and David Breyer had made mention of this on our show before, is you've done a good job of just not understanding your market, right? I mean, you're just not going competitively against other, you know, uh, 
companies out there that are selling crickets or other type of insect products, you understand what's the alternative to your product, right? And you may mention the beef industry and what have you and what the big difference and what are all the positives around your brand. It's not just about being the best damn cricket uh, you know, company out there. It's about understanding the alternative that's out there. And I think that's, that was a great point. Well, yeah, I mean, Jiminy, I mean, with the with the noise being made in the the supplements and the protein, and I'm I think the emphasis, man, it's on protein. I mean, my mind's my mind's going a mile. I mean, just crazy right now with opportunities with like the Ironman World Triathlon Corporation, opportunities with the CrossFit CrossFit Games, um, and, and just jumping into that protein market and that would be just one segment i mean my word dude you're at a 10 we need you at like a four i'm gonna i'm gonna we're gonna have to talk offline we're gonna have to get get my set my uh my hangers so to speak my warehouse set up with with products for sure but uh nonetheless social media um is huge and you, you have a, a diverse marketing experience and you use some edginess on websites and, and all of your social media platforms. Has that previous marketing experience and current edginess helped you launch and sustain this this product line or these products? And can you go ahead and suggest to our audience if it's different and maybe difficult for some people to take hold of given it the product is insects? Yeah, I mean social media has been huge for us before the business. I was barely on Facebook. I didn't have Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that, and I wasn't really into it. But with the business, we I, I realized that I, I kind of had to embrace it and get into it, and it's been huge. Like you said, we have a very edgy product, and that gets people's attention for sure. Uh, so that's made my job a lot easier. Uh, but it, it is still something that we need to get out there and communicate with. Uh, we found that making videos and informing people is the number one way to get customers. If we educate them, then they understand us, they empathize with us, and they'll come back. And and that's really been the biggest thing, which is why we've had to do almost no traditional marketing, although we're happy to be sponsoring you guys. Uh, you know, We haven't really had to do any other advertising because people come to us. We make, we make ourselves easy to find. I'm excited. I'm going to watch one of these videos, and I think videos are a great way to go. I mean, obviously, that's the big, you know, video is just the thing to go with on social media. But I'm kind of interested to watch some of these videos. Do you have videos on, like, the actual operations and stuff like that? Because I was a farm kid growing up, you know, but we did, like, you know, corn and soybeans. Uh, so I'm just kind of very interested. What is a I thought insect- you were into sheep. Whatever master wants, master gets. <laughs> Robots. Uh, you no, know, I'm just interested in you know, what 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 are the operations? What does it look like uh, as far as you know this a cricket farm? I mean, it's just it's just interesting to me. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, short answer, yes, we we have videos about uh, how the operation looks. Uh, long answer, I'll take you on a journey through a warehouse of boxes and chirping and death. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. The journey is over. <laughs> Basically, there's giant racks full of vats or boxes or bins and each one of those has a few thousand crickets in it uh, and can produce a couple pounds of actual usable product Uh, and it's about eight week cycle so they start out as pinheads tiny little crickets Uh, they keep growing 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 and uh, seven instars or sheds later they're adults they breed which is what the chirping is it's all the male crickets calling for the ladies Uh, (laughs) then they come and 
you know, they do their thing, make their eggs. Female lay about 14 eggs per day on average, so they multiply extremely quickly. Sounds like and a frat party from the early 90s. We're going streaky! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, this is a party school around here, so I'm sure it's just a weekend at MSU. But, uh, you know, they make a whole bunch of crickets, and then cycle starts over. We... Uh, harvest them by freezing, which is part of their natural life cycle. So it's very humane and it's very affordable and just easy. So, so it's an eight-week cycle from the very beginning to when you get it out, or is it that's an eight-week cycle from the time they're ready to harvest? I guess is that the right word? Correct. Yeah, we we use the word harvest, uh, uh-huh. and it is it's an eight-week cycle from from egg to harvest. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the business structure. What's the most difficult part to establish or maintain within your business? Is it sales and marketing, the product misinformation, branding, product development, which we just kind of talked about, distribution, and inventory? I mean, this is just kind of really interesting. Inventory, by far. You mean it's not podcast appearance? (laughs) (laughs) That's sales and marketing. I mean, time is is always uh, something that's in short supply, but... uh, our biggest issue has been inventory. We handle our own distribution uh, to mostly to consumers directly, but also to some retailers. Uh, we have our own product development team here. Uh, the branding is taken care of by our our, our designer Cree. Uh, product misinformation is all on us to make sure we get people get out there. And sales and marketing has been pretty straightforward. But inventory has been. I mean, it's a constant struggle just to keep enough crickets in the door so that we can get more out the door. And that's what's limiting our growth right now. We have a huge demand and our supply is is growing, but not growing fast enough. So is all the inventory up there in Bozeman or do you have other, I mean, do you outsource some of that in other parts of the country or the world? We outsource the farming to uh, other farmers that use our same species of crickets, our feed, our practices, and they're all over the country. Um, but we do all of the actual production here in Belgrade, Montana. Okay. And how long is the production then? I mean, you said eight weeks, uh, basically from beginning to harvest. How, how long is the production, I mean, of the product? The production itself doesn't take too long. It's about eight to 10 hours to dehydrate the crickets, a uh, couple minutes to mill them, and, you know, cookie's a cookie. So it only <laughs> takes about eight to 10 minutes to dehydrate Beardo right now. It's out of shape as he is. <laughs> The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. <laughs> but hey, Jiminy, we uh, we like to play a game sometimes at the at the end or towards the end of our, our episodes, and I'm hoping you'll want to play along. Um, we're getting real, real close to that point in the show. Do you want to play along? Absolutely. All right. Well, here we go. I'm going to ask you some questions, keep the answers short, and the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Ready. What is your business partner's biggest pet peeve? Me. <laughs> explain what that. The, let's stop over here. Yeah, let's that. Say, let's say keep it short. <laughs> when you get a good I, answer I'm like that, I'm an annoying person and, and uh, lack empathy. And so it's uh, I, I end up bugging her a lot of times, and I'm very <laughs> sorry about that, but it's true. Aww. Wow. Luckily, so what is your... So, so she hasn't, uh, she hasn't abandoned me yet. <laughs> That's amazing for as loud as it probably is around there with all that chirping. But, uh, <laughs> what, what would you say your most repeatable phrase is that drives Kathy actually batshit crazy? 
No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> Beardo, hit a question. Uh, all right, here, here's a chance, right, uh, for you to get back. What's one thing that Kathy does that drives you bonkers? She sleeps in. Uh-oh. I might be in trouble on that one. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> okay, well, what's sleep in? Because you're a farmer, right? So what's Yeah, the I mean, it's not like, I mean, she gets up at like 7.30, so it's not <laughs> like she's, you know, down for the count all day long. I end up getting up at like six a lot of times and I'm just rearing and ready to go. She likes sleeping. <laughs> I can't sleep. So Jiminy, what's your biggest fear? Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the business. It's, it's just losing my family or connection with my, my wife and kids. They're, they're my whole world. And, uh, if anything happened to them, what's, what's really the point? Yeah. That's a great motivator though. Who wins most of the business debates between you two? Uh, not most, all, and that'd be Kathy. <laughs> it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Oh wow! She happy she is life, the CEO. Life. She's the boss lady. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's who it falls down to. I think I know how this answer is gonna go. But uh, what was your first impression when you met Kathy? She's beautiful. Aww. Oh man! Put it on a Hallmark card, stamp it, send it out with the next batch of crickets. <laughs> hey, when you guys go out to eat, who's the biggest tipper? Oh, uh, neither. <laughs> it's usually an argument about uh, whether or not I. We're we're really bad about tipping. <laughs> Come on, you cough up a bucket, cheap bastard. I have moral issues with it at times. There you go. Oh, that's I think it's a bribe. Too. I do too. Well, this has nothing to do with morality, but who's the better singer, you or Kathy? Hmm. <laughs> so obviously they sing, right? So Larry, he didn't say. He didn't say I'll, I'll go. I'll go with me just because I I listen to myself sing in the shower and <laughs> really don't know. Neither of us sing too much. What did you sing this morning? Oh, uh, I didn't take a shower this morning, so I'm <laughs> solved. That's the part of the show where we go. Beep. <laughs> uh last one who is more organized uh i'm gonna go with kathy man hey, she, she's want... just better all the way around there's really just <laughs> i'm i'm just the dead weight here and the pretty face there that, you go he does goes and travels hey, i'm looking at his yeah. face and he does have a beard so yes i agree it is a pretty face <laughs> i love my beard 28 days a month <laughs> Uh, well, this has been another great episode, and I think I can speak for us both that this has also been really fun. I want to thank you for playing along at the end here and uh, taking a few on the chin. Hey, hey, when you when you refer uh, uh, Sasquatch to, you speak for both. Is that you and that shit on your face? Because <laughs> I, I don't know if you're talking about me or what. But uh, anyway, you're used to taking it on the chin. We just need to know which one. You're a fat loser and you have body odor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, I'm going to ask you guys if there's anything. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before we sign off? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there is one thing I want to say is we've received a huge amount of support from two organizations, uh, Patriot Boot Camp and Bunker Labs, both of which help veteran entrepreneurs get out there and learn how to do this business thing. Uh, and without them, we really wouldn't be where we are. So I always like to just say, hey, thank you guys. And, and if you're a veteran looking to get into business, seek them out because it's worth it. Amen to that, Jiminy. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, my furry friend, Jiminy, has once again tried to escape um, the show, much like his brother Sasquatch. But <laughs> being from Montana, you might have met him. But before we let you go, we need to ask one more very important question that we ask at the end of every show. And that question is, beard or bald? Well, before you answer that, you know, Scott is right. It is that time of show. Now, just so you know, depending on what our guest picks, beard or bald, the answer always determines who hosts the podcast next week. And at the end of 2019, I will either have to shave my beard and head or bald will have to grow a beard and a comb over. So, James, what's going to be? Beard or bald? Uh, beard. That's that's an easy one. <laughs> of course it is. I hated if I was bald. I've been <laughs> shut up again. <laughs> Man, I have come back. I'm up by two now, right? Is that correct? Enjoy it while it lasts, Sasquatch. <laughs> Uh, before we go, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe at anchor.fm, biz with beard and bald, and share it with your friends on all your social media pages. And don't forget, while you're there, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode or help support the show, all you have to do is hit listener support, and we could feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. Again, thanks again uh, to James from Cowboy Cricket Farms for joining us today. Please go out to their website, cowboycrickets.com, to order a variety of tasty, high-protein products, as I have. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and as you mentioned, YouTube. Uh, remember, this is a veteran-owned company and a proud sponsor of other veteran-owned companies and causes. In fact, as James has mentioned, he's a board member with Bunker Labs Bozeman, which helps fellow veteran entrepreneurs, and uh, what's the other one? Patriot Boot Camp, right? Yeah, those two organizations are fantastic. Yeah. James, it's been amazing, man. Um, you know, even though you did pick the wrong, <laughs> oh gosh, the wrong person for sure. Don't be in denial, um, man. I know right. it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to really come from behind here. Why isn't this an awkward moment? Uh, but really, seriously, man, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to to add to the show for the listeners before we let you go? Hey, just uh, stay flexible, Semper Gumby. Make sure that you know you're you're always looking for another solution to the problem that you have because the one that you come up with first probably isn't right. Uh, and then check us out at Cowboy Crickets. Fantastic. <laughs> Again, fantastic. <laughs> uh, so there you have it, friends. Another show is in the books, but never fear, beard and bald will always be here. So until next time. Same bald head, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. But let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. 
we share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.